I bring up scripture a lot, but the book from start to finish is truth to me. And I read a lot of things where I know people say Genesis is legend and, and things like that. And I know there are a lot of theological debates in one way or the other, but from my faith and from what I've come to believe over my 11 years as a believer, it's all true. Therefore, uh, there is a God who created all the heavens, all the earth, every planet, every Milky Way, the everything that ever exists. And if that is true, then that God is way bigger than my small infinitesimal life on the earth and I need to submit to that God. Our God is a massive God and I think we can make no mistake about it. I need to submit to that God. Hello again and welcome back to Study with Friends. I'm Paige and today we conclude our short one-on-one series called Dealing with Doubt. Today, Holly and Kathy finish up their conversation on doubt and submission to God. We hope that this series has helped you to see how common doubt is and has pushed you to take those doubts to Christ and to let Him grow your faith. If you aren't currently experiencing doubt, then we hope that it helps you to encourage someone else and answer those tough questions from non-believers. If you've missed any part of this series, we encourage you to listen on our website, studywithfriends.org, or to stream us on any of your favorite streaming apps like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget, you can also watch the ladies round the table on YouTube. Now, let's begin our last episode. Tell me a little bit about any specific doubts that you've had historically recently and how you personally cope Mm -hmm. with doubt? Uh, Very recently, I was in the car. I'm in the car every morning at 5 and a.m. That's where I do my prayers in my car because it's quiet and it's dark and I have a a drive. And so I very much was praying it's not fair. And it's not fair because we didn't do anything. And so it's not fair that we have to go through this. It's not fair that I can't, everything just can't be back to normal and I can't just be doing what I was doing before. And it's not fair turns into you're not a good God mm-hmm. and you're not a good God sometimes turn into, is there really a God? Mm-hmm. And then that turns into you have to be real because everything in me says that you are. Everything I read and believe and see in nature and in people says that you are. Therefore, if you're not, the good God that you say you are, you're still God and you're still bigger than me. And I need to understand you more and submit to you. And that is so hard for me. I, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm very honest with you. It's really hard for me. I do not like to lay down my sword mm. and it's hard for me to submit to something when I don't think it's fair. Mm. And so, um, and I remember that particular morning I was able to lay it down, but it didn't, set my day at ease like it wasn't like oh, today's now a perfect day yeah you know I still hated it I still hated it yep. I still hated that we have to I still hated it yeah. I still hate I have to wear a mask every day I still it, you know just being open it, yeah, it's I'm glad there are moments that are really really hard yeah mm-hmm. and I think it's thank you so much for being honest about that because you've already said you've been a believer for 11 years so no one here is saying there is a point where you reach that you no longer feel those things yeah. and experience those things. And that's true for all of us. And I don't know why we're not more transparent yeah. about it. Because I feel like that's why not true for writing? everybody. It's tr- it is I true. I feel like it's not true for everybody. It is, though. Yeah. And that's why Paul said it. 
Yeah. And that's why we have Job and Lamentations and the Psalms everywhere in the Bible. We're in good company. Even if we thought no current day believer was experiencing that, people in the Bible who we really look up to experienced Mm -hmm. doubt and frustration with themselves and the world around them and with God. And I think it's so much healthier to just say it. And he can take it. Mm -hmm. When you were having that experience in prayer, um, did you feel like God, the spirit comforted you? Or did you just feel like, okay, I just have to move on from this moment because it's a loop that goes nowhere? Uh, Yeah, it it was very much an obedience moment. It didn't feel like, ah, it felt like, mm. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so yeah, I, I know my words aren't always no, right okay. there, but, um, thank God for YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't, yeah. right. That's true. Although the sounds you made are understandable. Right. It, it, it didn't, it didn't feel like a release. It just felt like you need to, yeah. at this moment, you need to tell yourself yeah. and you need to remind yourself. And you need to be okay with that. Yeah. In First John and in many other places in the Bible, but First John's a great place to go get it. We learn about this circle and what you just talked about in obedience. Mm-hmm. Obedience does eventually lead to trust. Yeah. Because when you're obedient, God shows up. He is faithful to us as we are faithful to him. And then when he shows up, you remember that you can trust him. Yes. And then that building of the trust... Amen helps you to be obedient the next time mm-hmm. around. So I just wanna, if if someone wants to learn more about how they can experience that cycle, because it's not so easy. You know, you are a seasoned believer um, and you're also, Kathy, a pretty disciplined person. So I don't want anybody dis- to dismiss, oh, well, that Kathy can do that because she just yeah. has an extraordinary amount of self-discipline. Can you um, speak to that? Well, I can tell you, I don't have an extraordinary amount of self-discipline. So it's funny that you say that because I think the opposite of myself. I think that I do not have self-discipline. I'm, I'm, um, I laugh because I feel like I'm impetuous and I'm, uh, but um, so I think that's really interesting. I uh, I follow my passions, mm-hmm. and, and which is both good and bad because in the past it's led to really dangerous things. In the future, prayerfully, it will lead to better things. Uh, I I. God has opened my eyes in a way that I love his word. I love it and I, I want to tell everybody else how amazing it is. And I want everyone else to love it as much as I do so we can talk about it all the time because I'm extremely passionate. Um, but in that way, I was gifted with uh, the ability to self-discipline in that manner, right? In this very particular manner because then other things get kind of lost in the wayside. So... To speak to it, I would, I would encourage in whatever your gift is, whatever is your natural inclination. Like I have recognized, my natural inclination is, like I said, it's it's passion for certain things, and so I get excited. And the more excited I am, the more I want to do it. I've always been a reader, and so reading is a passion. It doesn't require self discipline for me because it's passionate. Obedience requires self discipline for me. That's a big one, and that's one I, I actually have to work on, really hard. So whatever it is that God has already gifted you with or you're already naturally doing, you enjoy watching movies, mm. then there are podcasts to so watch. So you're saying that the way that anybody could deal with doubt is to turn to the parts yes. of 
the faith that are available to them that speak to their own yeah. personality. Yep. Oh, that's good. Because we are so gifted in the United States. We have so much. Mm-hmm. You can listen. You can watch. You can sleep and have it in your, in your earbuds. You it can, can be by yourself. Right. There are so many ways for us. And I, I it, it brings me to the parable of the talents, which he says, I give you essentially what you're able. And in our country, he's given us a lot. And so uh, not only do I consider that a responsibility, but I consider it a huge blessing. Yeah. Because if I really just like to listen to the radio, I can listen to Christian music all day long. Mm-hmm. Or Christian talking. Or Christian, <laughs> right. I can watch YouTube podcasts all the time. So th- we've, we've been very blessed. Yeah, that's with true. With an abundance. That's of- true. Instead of isolating and turning away, like go dig in. Yeah. And, and cope with the doubts that you're experiencing. Yeah. Because I really believe that God will lead you to people and places that will um, allow him to speak into the doubts. He wants to. Yeah. He and wants I, to. I don't think we should hide from them because I, I appreciate that you said everyone has them because I definitely see people that I think don't have them. And I, you know, I, I, I feel a little, I covet it a little bit, feel a little bit jealous. But uh, I also see that, that people then fall away and it's it, it breaks my heart. Like a couple of famous people have been really open about falling away from the faith. Mm-hmm. And I think only if they talk to someone mm-hmm. before if they had really opened themselves up to talking to people about their fears and their doubts and their weaknesses, because we all have them, we all suffer from them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that could have made a difference. Yeah. You were going to um, share some scriptures that you thought um, spoke to doubt, and I think uh, they could be really helpful. So as I was thinking about my own personal doubts, uh, it brought me to Peter, which it comes up so much, right? Peter comes up so often because he's just someone that we turn to because we go, He's both so amazing and then such a mess. Yeah. And I love <laughs> makes that. makes him very relatable. It does. It makes him so <laughs> relatable. So when we're in our struggles. And so uh, it made me think of the story where, and I have it in front of me to read it, but it makes me think of the story where he walks on water. Mm-hmm. And can you give with us Jesus. a reference? Yes. Yeah, so the reference is Matthew 14. Nope. Yes. Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Uh, not to read the whole thing, but to give you the, the brief synopsis is where Jesus, he sends his disciples out on a boat. Peter is there with them and he is on the mountain praying mm-hmm. and uh, a great storm comes. They're rowing against the storm. You know, they're getting exhausted. It's rough water. They're probably scared. And he walks out onto the water. And it says when the, in t- verse 26, it says, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And then they got back in the boat. And in such a small piece, there's so many different pictures. Because Jesus says, command me to come out, right? Like he's like, again, he's this passionate. He's just like, Peter. Command, right, Peter, he's command me to come out. And Jesus says, come out. Which who would even think about <laughs> yeah. going out to walk on the water with him? Like, does it look fun? I don't know why he would think about walking. It seems like a test. If it's you, tell me to yes, come to you. Yes, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's a good thought. And so he tells him to come out and then he sees the wind. And so this doubt creeps in and, and then he cries out to him. So he, 
asks him to go on the water and it says commands, which I thought is pretty cool too. So he commands him to go on the water. He goes out and then doubts creep in because he sees something that he thinks is bigger than Jesus. And he thinks, I can't handle this. And so he immediately doesn't lean on Jesus, but he leans on his own understanding and he starts to sink in the water. And I do that all the time. Cause yeah. wait, he experienced something that he thought was bigger than Jesus. Yep. And that's what caused him to doubt. Mm -hmm. a, a list of things is coming into my head of things that I can experience, that people around me experience. We experience brokenness that we think must be bigger than Jesus. And that's what causes us to doubt. Yeah. What does Jesus do? He stretches out his hand and he takes hold of him. And by the way, he doesn't make sure to not say something to him too. Like Jesus mm -hmm. also says, why did you doubt? So he doesn't even hold back and... I mean, he comforts, but he doesn't even hold back. He he also, you know, don't have doubts. Mm -hmm. Don't doubt Reprimands me. Reprimands him a little bit. He does. Mm -hmm. You know, don't doubt me. I love you. I, I'm out here with you. And he's always with us. So there's so much in here because it says immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. So he's in his physical mm -hmm. solution showing Peter, this is not bigger than me. Yeah. I'm still standing on the water. He didn't solve it miraculously he grabbed him with his mm -hmm. hand there's so much I know, here i know why did you doubt mm -hmm. why did you doubt that's a great question for us to ask ourselves why did i doubt mm -hmm. what was the root of my doubt what are those things that we bump into and but you said this you really quickly ran through it and i thought it was great you said okay first it was it's not fair then it was are you a good god mm -hmm. Are you really who you say you are? Mm -hmm. It brings to mind John the Baptist asking Jesus that same question. Yeah. Are you who we thought you were? Yeah. Or should we expect somebody else? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, that's a very common question and a common problem. Mm -hmm. If you are good, why X, Y, Z? And I think that's, that's probably the answer to, to Jesus's question for a lot of us. Why did you doubt? Yeah. Because your goodness did not seem to square up with what I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. I would agree. What in my heart I consider what I want him to do, didn't do. Here we go, bigger issue, right? I'm equating myself with what I think that God should be doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting myself on par with Christ, which I shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. ever. That's a moment of it's all about me. Yeah, mm -hmm. because I want what I want and what I want I think is best. Yes. And I think that I know what is right and best. Yeah. And even if it's just best for me at that moment, but you know, I have these delusions of grandeur that it's best for everybody, you know, but, uh, even saying it out loud, yeah. we can hear like, yeah, well, that's so stupid, right? right. Like, why right. would you ever think that right. you as a tiny little human know what's best? Yeah. But in that moment, yeah. You know, let's be even more real for a minute. There are times when I'm like, I don't care if it's best. True. This is what I want. Mm -hmm. I would say most of the time that happens with me for someone that I love. For me, I feel like, okay, I'll just suffer through it. But when someone I care about is suffering, or you know, I guess if I were facing death and my kids were young or something mm -hmm. like that, I would say, I don't care if it's what's best in the big picture. Yeah. This is what I want for the people that I love the most. So I'm gonna be even more real yeah. and say, sometimes I don't even care if it's what's best, yep. what's best according to his plan. It's what I want. Yeah. But you said something really honest, and I would love for you to say it again and then really expand on the thought. Because you, you said you came to a point in that car conversation with God 
where you were like, well, it's a question of do I believe there is a God or not? If I believe that there is a God, he's bigger than me. It doesn't matter if he's good or not. He's bigger than me and I need to submit. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And I'd like you to tease that out a little more if you feel comfortable doing so. I'm not sure how much I can tease out, but I, but that was, that was the ultimate conclusion that I came to. So, uh, I just, um, this is all true to me. So, and I know I, I bring up scripture a lot. Um, but the, the book from start to finish is truth to me. Uh, and I read a lot of things where I know people say Genesis is legend and, and things like that. And I know there are a lot of theological debates in one way or the other, but from my faith and from what I've come to believe over my 11 years as a believer, it's all true. Um, therefore, uh, there is a God who created all the heavens, all the earth, every planet, every the Milky Way, the everything that ever exists. And um, if that is true, then that God is way bigger than my small infinitesimal life on the earth. And um, I need to submit to that God mm -hmm. because that God uh, is a God who can, can and, and chooses to control what he wants to control, when he wants to control it, how he wants to control it. Our God is a massive God. Mm -hmm. And I think we can, can make no mistake about it. And if our God did half of what he said he did, our God is a massively huge God. I think he's bigger than we can possibly understand. I think so too. And so I need to submit to that God because that God is way bigger than I can possibly imagine. And so my submission is the least that I can do knowing that God is God. Mm -hmm. When you say it's the least I can do, I also think it's the logical thing to do. I, because that's at true. the end of the day, if he created the universe, mm -hmm. doesn't it seem like Don Quixote fighting windmills to try to fight against him? Yeah. That feel, so yeah, from yeah. you're bringing it from a faith point of view, like it's the least I can do to submit to him. And, and you didn't even bring in the Christ element, which of course we believe, like right, for what he did, yes. even if you leave Christ out of mm -hmm. it, which rubs us all the right. way. But, <laughs> of course. but just for a second, for those yeah. who, who are really grappling with like, is God real and do I believe and what do I do with that? If you just look at intelligent design, and I'm going to reference um, a guy who I worked with on uh, the project Searching for God. His name is William Lane Craig. He's a super thinky guy. Um, but he does a really great job of what's called the cosmological argument. Mm -hmm. This is a deep apologetics moment. But he, the, so different people in apologetics, uh, the guy who wrote the forward for our, our book, my book, uh, for the project was um, Paul Copan. And he does a great job in coping with, he wrote a book called Is God a Moral Monster? Mm. Great book. Mm. So he, he does a lot of work. I mean, they can all do all of it. They're the, they're the best, I think, in the, in the country right now. But Paul could speak really, really beautifully to this morality problem. Are you a good God? Mm -hmm. William Lane Craig is speaking to what you and I are talking about now is was the universe created? And it's, he does such a good job of just boiling it down and making it make sense. Mm, it's part, it's called the, it's, if you want the whole real SAT name, <laughs> it's called the Kalam cosmological argument. Mm -hmm. But basically this is the root of it. If things were going to just pop into existence, why does that happen all the time? Great question. Right. So right. he just takes it all the way back to the Big Bang. Yeah. And it's a great thing to dive into. We won't do it here. Maybe we'll do it on another episode. So that's if you're just wrestling with, is there even a God? 
that's a good place to start. Mm, Once awesome. you say to yourself, okay, seems like there probably is a creator. Seems like this was organized. Mm -hmm. Then you have to deal with the, what kind of a God is he? And what do I do in response? And that's where we're sitting right now. There's a whole spectrum of apologetics. And I think it's important for, this is what I'm talking about, Kathy. Yeah. It's important for us to be at least somewhat conversational about each of the pieces of the spectrum mm -hmm. because someone could come up to you and be like, well, I just don't believe there's a God at all. Now, I'm not going to say to you, let me explain the cosmological argument, right. but I know the, the tenets of that argument and I just said it to you in plain words. Well, if things were just going to pop into existence, why did that only happen just that one time? Yeah. If that were something that would normally happen, what do you, how do you explain that? Mm -hmm. Uh, and we can, you know, so I just have, I have some nuggets, yeah, you know, just dropped, yeah. right. And that's what I'm talking about. Equipping, equipping yeah. again, especially women, because I'm passionate about not letting us just be, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then dealing with what kind of a God he is. So I think the Christian argument is what you said. It's the least I can do. And this is my response to him is my Christian faith filled response mm -hmm. to him, whether I like it or not. First John, trust and obey, trust yeah. and obey. Whether I like it or not, sometimes I'm just going to have to grind my teeth and do it anyway. Because I believe that the Bible is true. Mm -hmm. I believe that Christ died on the cross for my sins. And that is my response, period. Yeah. But there's a whole group of people who don't believe the Bible, who don't believe that Christ on, died on the cross for their sins. And yet it still makes a lot of sense to respond to a God that has that level of power mm -hmm. in submission because otherwise you can't fight city hall. You know, there are certain things that are right. bigger than you. Yeah. That it's a waste of your time and a little bit nonsensical for you to say, well, I'm going to fight against it. To me, it would be like saying, well, today I choose to disagree with gravity. <laughs> right. Right. You can't. Yeah. You can say you're going to, that's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just, yes, I agree. Of mm -hmm. course, as from a Christian point of view, I agree. Like it's the least I can do to submit. And, and that's my Christian response. But there's also a logical response. To yes. This. It's much smarter for me to figure out what reality is and live inside the boundaries that right. are truth. Right. And that's what this is. This is truth. This is he created truth. He is truth. And so when I want truth, which we, so many of us say that we do, and if I want truth, I need to go to the source. Some things are just going to sit ugly, and yet I need to recognize that it is truth. It is, do I want to be in truth or don't I want to be in truth? And I want to be in truth. I want to be, you know, and then on top of that, obviously all the blessings of being a follower of Jesus, so, which yeah. I consider Which, them huge yes and that so it's a full circle moment yeah. because that's where the emotion right and the right. and the, the very personal faith yeah. is a is a unique individual experience so let's pray it out god thank you so much for this time and for helping us deal with our doubts thank you for assuring us of your truth and for the spirit that you've given to us as a gift. God, we ask that you would help us leave from this day and this time better equipped to cope with our own doubts and the doubts of people we love and know around us. God, would you give us an extra measure of yourself? Not that we would be right all the time or have all the answers at the tip of our tongue, but that we would witness to you because you are truth, you are reality help us to grasp it a little bit better 
and show it a little bit better to the people around us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, this is Marilyn. Thank you for joining us in this study of God's Word. We hope this helps you grow in your faith and to grow closer to God. We encourage our listeners to be part of a local Bible teaching church where they can enjoy the fellowship of believers and further their growth and relationship with Jesus. Study with Friends is a solely donor-supported ministry. We gladly accept any donation you are led to give. Monthly partnerships are especially helpful, but any amount, any time is welcome. You may donate at studywithfriends.org forward slash donate. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We pray that this ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. Join us next week to study with friends.